You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Happy Friday. I am actually recording this on Friday morning, bright and early here in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm back at my parents' house. I'm on the front porch. It's super early for me. I've been up since like six, but it's eight o'clock in the morning and um, central time zone. I was supposed to do this podcast last night. I had every intention to do it then. And, um, you know, things happened. I got home uh, pretty late from traveling all day, coming back from Los Angeles. And yesterday was up and down in terms of um, my mood. I tend to feel that way after a a big day of work or a a big um, appearance, um, especially one that, didn't air right away like usually when you do the Joe Rogan experience you are in there and as soon as you it's live and so as soon as you're done it's done there's no second guessing it it's out there move on with your life Nikki Um, however I left a studio it it was not live and then I just waited and waited and waited (laughs) and was like had so much time to go oh wait I shouldn't have said that oh no people are gonna hear this oh no no and just spiraling thoughts thinking I didn't do a good job thinking I should have said this then I should have been more interesting why was I I wasn't as funny as I could have been why did I wear that shirt um just countless thoughts and um and panicking and just feeling you know all over the place as I have been in recent weeks I mean it's not it's not been an easy uh mental journey throughout COVID which after I you know, the the podcast came out with Joe Rogan where I talked about being depressed. And I talk about it on here all the time. If you're new to this podcast, welcome to um, Spiraling with Nikki Glazer. It's <laughs> my new name for it. Um, I, uh, sorry if this is the recorder's popping. Um, welcome to Spiraling with Nikki Glazer. I'm Nikki Glazer and things are up and down. I just got a mood tracker on my phone that's going to check in with me three times a day to see how I'm feeling between um, great and miserable. It's so great because then it graphs it and it shows you when you're like up and down. I can't wait to like log a couple weeks in it and just see where I'm at because it really does change hourly. Because yeah, I got home yesterday and I, I was really struggling all day. I, I flew. I had a connection. Um, I kept waiting for the, the podcast to drop. It wasn't dropping yet. Um I was tired. I um, I was going back to St. Louis after I had a you know a fun time in LA and and I felt like in the mix and I'm like I'm going back home. I have a tour coming up. Just everything. I have notes to give on this scripted thing. I have to write this song that my dad and I are parodying, which actually was really fun. And I finished it on the plane and it's insane. My dad and I when we go on tour next week. Um, August 27th, Thursday, this coming Thursday, through um, Saturday, we're going to be performing a cover of a song, and I changed the lyrics to it, and it's really, really funny and really fucking weird, and uh, I'm excited for people to hear it, and I sang it to him last night, and he we, he was just like shaking his head like, I can't, are we really going to sing this? And I'm like, yes, yes, we are. Um, so that'll be fun. It really reminded me of... I'm I'm twisted. It reminded me of one time in sixth grade. I'll never forget. My dad was like helping me with a creative writing assignment. We had to write. I we were reading some book. It was probably The Giver, which is a great book. And we were had to write an extra chapter to it. And I wrote a scene that I don't remember exactly what happened in the scene. 
I do actually. Rem- uh, that's a lie. I remember what happened, but it's so weird. I don't want to share it with you. And I'm so I feel so shamed about it because my dad was like, you can't turn this in. This is like this is really off. This is mean and really cruel. And what why would you think of things like this? And I was I was uh, I recalled that yesterday in his response to the song I wrote. But this time I'm like, well, this has worked for me so far. <laughs> in sixth grade, I didn't have a lot to back it up of like, no, dad, um, actually, I know this is disturbing, but people seem to um, kind of, it resonates with people. Can I just say one of my biggest pet peeves, I almost just did it, is when people say I resonated with that. That's not how you say that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm almost positive if something can resonate with you, but you can't resonate with something unless that thing, like say you're resonating with your friend, then your friend must tell you like whatever you're saying right now, like I resonated with a lot of people on Joe Rogan yesterday because people related to me, not because I related to them. A lot of people will be like, I really resonated with what you said. And I'm like, no, you didn't. That's not how you say that. It resonated with me. It's like in French. I always remember when you miss something in French, like you can't, you don't say I miss him. You say he is missed by me. Uh, So it would, it wouldn't, je me manque is like, I miss myself. Wait, je te manque is I miss you. Wait, I am missed by you. You missed me is je, which is really I. Does it make sense? Shut up, Nikki. And that's probably wrong. It's like one thing I remember from French. Je suis désolé. Uh, uh, I digress. I don't know how to say that in French. Je digress. I'm guessing. That's probably right. Um, so anyway, I um, I got home yesterday from the journey my parents didn't pick me up from the airport I had a a car service on the way I was getting so as once I landed so I was in Dallas um on a layover it still hadn't posted or maybe it just posted but then it takes like three hours for people to fucking listen to it so you like kind of wait for the response and um it was great because Noah my producer started listening right away Carlisle one of my best friends started listening right away and they were like dude it's great you know, they were just assuaging all of my fears and it was so nice. Um, but, you know, the the popular response I hadn't gotten yet. And so I was kind of just like waiting and like refreshing my DMs, just seeing what the general vibe was. <clears throat> and uh, it was really nice. It was really overwhelmingly nice and positive. And <sighs> thank God, because, you know, I, I, so often I do these things and they're, you know, by by all Uh, accounts like anyone that would watch it would be like that's a home run but to me before I hear that it's a home run I think it's like a d minus um so I definitely have podcast performance dysmorphia and so I just I just don't see it clearly I don't know what I don't know what I've done until I get the feedback and then of course this morning I read a fucking comment or someone wrote to me I'm going to do a Q&A here in a second that I posted on my Instagram yesterday so many people wrote questions but one person wrote is Joe Rogan going to defend you in these comments because you're getting destroyed and I was just like really you got to tell me that like all I'm getting is positive like honestly I did not get one negative thing written to me and I got probably a thousand messages yesterday I mean it's just so nice overwhelmingly kind and people just saying that they appreciate my honesty and they were laughing so hard and 
it's just so nice to hear um, because truth be told, I've been feeling real not funny recently. Like, you know, I talked about it on Joe Rogan. Like, I feel like just, I don't know. Oh, sorry, dogs are barking. Um, I just apologize for every barking dog in the world. It's all my fault. Um, yeah, I've just been feeling out of it recently and not, and like I've lost some of it. And yesterday I made the mistake on, I think what really triggered me yesterday on my journey home was I was like, you know what, Nikki, go back and listen to an old set of yours from like January before the world went under. And, um, I just picked a random set because I used, you know, I would do like three sets a night. So they're all recorded in my phone and I just randomly picked one. And, um, and I did well, like the audience liked me, but I was like, these, you suck. Like these jokes are sloppy. You're all over the place. You sound crazy. And um, maybe that's my brand. I don't know. I just, I was, I was hope, that was my biggest fear is like, I don't like listening to myself because I'm like, I'm not going to like it. And people always go, no, listen to yourself. You're so great. You just, you have to watch yourself. And I'm like, you don't understand. It's like, I hold myself to a higher standard than maybe you do. And so I, I tend to disappoint myself. So I was just kind of reeling from that. Being like, oh my God, even in January, it wasn't good enough. And so how, now, what, what am I going to be like? Just nervous about this tour. But I do have, a, I have some plans in place. I have a ton of jokes that I haven't done in any special that are really worked out and good stories. And I have a song with my dad. I'm going to do roast jokes that I haven't done before. Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm actually looking forward to it. Getting on the road, being active, doing something, going out there. So get tickets to those shows next week. I've told you the dates a million times. If you need to know them again, go to my website, nikkiglacier.com slash tour. So anyway, I got, I got home yesterday and, um, and I was feeling actually great because I was reading all these comments on the drive home. I posted on my Instagram story, hey, I'm about to do my podcast. Send me questions. I didn't get that one thing about the comments, which by the way, I don't read any comments. So never write to me about people commenting things. I don't read any comments. I would never, ever go to the YouTube of, and you don't go there either because I know people are like, I want to go and read and get mad at those comments. They actually make you change your mind about me. If you like me, you'll go there and you'll read them and you might be like, oh, that person has a good point. So I don't want to steer you to them. Don't go defend me. I don't need it. Don't go look at them. They're just, it just will make you, it'll make you so sad about how much people hate any woman with, you know, they're, they're just going to say that all I talk about is sex. I mean, they know what the comments are going to be. She's one note. All she talks about is sex. That's um, she has nothing else funny to say. She's a dumb twat. Like they're just gonna be so mean. I, I I can already predict. And by the way, I already say those things to myself every day. I don't need to hear them in comment form. It's like um, I would be better at cyberbullying myself than anyone else on the internet. They're pretty much just reading my subconscious. Is like my my brain is already producing YouTube comments constantly about myself. So. Um, but I got home and I was so excited to do the podcast and be done with my long day. And all of a sudden my mood has, had changed because I was getting all these, you know, nice comments. And they weren't like comments like you're like, I don't mean to say that my mood is based upon whether or not people like me. But the fact that I made people feel so good and like made changed people's moods, not just made them laugh, but like made them feel less alone. Like that really hit me in a way that was like, OK, what I'm doing is important. Forget whether or not I'm funny, because today you're you're definitely convinced yourself that you're not funny and you never will be and you never have been. But you're helping people even when you're not funny. 
And so um, I was in a good mood and then I came in the door and my dogs like attacked me. They were so excited and I took an Instagram video of it. And if you watch it, at the very end of it, I scream because my dog Wiley, my parents' big dog, stepped on my hair because I was laying down and he ripped out like 35 strands is what I'm going to say. If you listen to the podcast, you know how what a freak I am about my hair. All I do is try not to have my hair fall out because I already feel like it's falling out constantly. And he ripped out my hair and... I could not handle it, you guys. It was not good. My parents were not here when it happened. Um, you would have thought, I mean, I I think I would have preferred he bite off my ear. I'm not, And I'm not joking when I say that. That's how insane I am about my hair. I would rather my dog rip off my ear. Because at least then I'm a girl without an ear and it's kind of funny. And like I can have it reattached eventually and it's like a good story. 35 hairs, it takes like five years to grow those back. I don't have those to spare. And I, I, I'm i not joking when I say this. It sounds like hyperbole, like I'd rather him rip off my ear. If you were like Nikki, we're either going to rip out 35 of your hairs right now or you're going to have your ear ripped off. The pain would be like actually ripping off your ear. I heard a story one time where a guy was um, playing with his dog and the dog like was just like roughhousing and accidentally ripped off the guy's ear. And the guy didn't know that his ear was ripped off until he was like, what are you chewing on like a little bit later? And like saw the, <laughs> the ear in the dog's mouth. I, I mean, I think there was blood too. And he was probably like, what? Um, and he couldn't really hear the chewing as well either. Or maybe you could hear better. No, ears make you hear better. Without an ear, it would just be, you wouldn't have like the the little like, you know, the thing that's on the old... Um, the RCA logo. What are those things called? Don't don't DM me. I really don't care. Um, the record player with a little. You get it. That's what an ear is. <sighs> Which came first, that record player RCA logo with the dog or the ear? Um. So anyway, sorry for that. Um. Like I said, lost it. Don't know if I'll ever get it back. Um, I'm talking about my ear. So anyway, so I, uh, I I panicked and I couldn't stop like being mad at myself. Why did I lay down? Why did I let Wiley step on me? Um, what's that was so stupid. All I do is try to be so gentle with my hair. I, I like I started beating myself up like you're such an idiot. I mean, it was the same thing that I did when I spilled water on my computer in 2013 and spilled a huge glass of water all over my brand new laptop. And I was just so mad at myself. And so, like, you're such an idiot. I called my mom, and she goes, why would you leave water next to your brand new laptop? And, of course, my parents got home from getting dinner, and um, I told them, I'm like, Wiley just stepped on my hair. And they're like, oh, God. And Why would you let him step on you? You know he's a big lumbering. And it's just like, okay, well, that's not helping. Yep, okay, yep. I don't know. I don't know why, because I'm a big, dumb daughter. I, I don't know. I... I because there's just no help. There's it's not a helpful thing to say to people when they're going through something. Is why would you do that? It just it, it isn't. Be, do you think I wanted to do that? I don't know why I did it. I won't do it again. So I freaked out, and uh, I couldn't do the podcast. I literally was like, it sent me into a. You guys would have been. I wasn't even going to tell you about it because it was so embarrassing how I reacted. But um, my parents were both like are you kidding me with this? Cause I'm sobbing and I'm like, I hate my hair. I know it's all I, all I do is try to kill. Like I was just inconsolable. I mean, obviously it was not about my hair. It was just about everything. COVID, 
my career, picking out a car, men, women, Trump. It's all, it's just all about fucking Trump, let me be honest with you. So anyway, I went for a run because I had to get out because my parents were like, you are you are not fun to be around. They were like, I go, I was in a good mood. Like right before it happened, I was in a really good mood. And they were like, we were too. And I was like, oh, okay. So I'm going to step out. So I went for a run. I called Anya and I cried the whole time. And, uh, and then I came home and I went to talk to my mom. My dad was on like a Zoom happy hour, which is a new thing for him. And I went into the living room and I talked to my mom. And I was just like, I really am sad and depressed and I'm going through a really hard time and I need I didn't say I need you to be nicer but I was just like I just was like crying instead of being a bitch and being like fucking Wiley my hair I just like cried and she was really really nice and it was like honestly I'm grateful that it happened can I twist it around I'm grateful that I freaked out I'm grateful that Wiley stepped on my hair grateful I even have hair anxiety to begin with because my mom and I had like a really touching moment where she like really helped me and she touched my arm my mom and I don't really like hug unless I'm like leaving somewhere but she like tried to like touch me and console me even though I was sweaty from my run it was really sweet and then I texted Noah my producer and I was like hey can I not do the podcast or I said I'm I'm, it's gonna be a while till I get the podcast out tonight and she was like just wait till tomorrow and so here we are then I had a really nice night we watched the DNC Watched Joe Biden speak and um, incredibly moved by that um, whole night of, of speeches, hearing about him, what kind of grandfather he is, what kind of father he was, what kind of public servant he's been. Um, I had no idea that his first wife died and he lost a child in that car accident, too, where he lost his wife. I mean, like, I had no idea. Um, <clears throat> it was really and Julia Louis-Dreyfus was hosting it and just fucking being hilarious and uh, and then my yeah it was just like a nice night because it felt I don't know I kind of felt the same way that I felt around when like Obama um, back in two thousand eight like I felt hope for the first time and maybe it was the editing of the people the people that put the packages together <laughs> talking about him and his son and um, I don't know what it was but I felt hope and it was a really great. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was possible to feel this hopeful. So, oh my God, please vote. Please, please, please vote. And with that, I'm going to answer a lot of questions when we get back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Um, still on the front porch, sipping a nice coffee. Let's get in some some questions. I asked yesterday on my Instagram, and by the way, I was doing a Britney Spears impression for those of you who are like, "What the fuck are you doing right now?" I'll play it for you, just in case you didn't know. You're listening to the podcast, and you don't have you don't follow me on Instagram. So this is my. I'm about to tape my podcast, You Up With Nikki Glazer. It'll come out tomorrow, and I'm wondering if you have any questions for me. If you do. Submit them below, and I may ask, answer them on the podcast tomorrow. You up with Nikki Glazer. 
Okay, so that was, oh, you want to hear the dog step on my, listen to me scream at this. This is the dog stepping on my hair. Did you hear me on Joe Rogan? Is that why you like me more today? I'm home. Oh. Oh. Did you hear? (laughs) That was the last moment I was happy. You just heard. No, no, no. I'm happy again. Today's a new day and I feel so much better. Thank you, Xanax. Um, no, seriously, I took a Xanax because I was freaking out so much and um, really, really helped me out. I'm not going to lie. But I am getting on new antidepressants very soon. I'm very excited. I have an appointment on Wednesday. And uh, that'll be great. What else do I have going on this weekend? Tonight, what is it, Friday? I'm going to be at the Funny Bone in St. Louis all weekend doing shows in a mask. If you want to come out to that. Uh and uh, today's a full fucking day. Jesus Christ. I'm going to look at an apartment, a furnished apartment. Might get my own space. Um, I have a singing lesson because I'm going to learn the song that my dad and I are going to sing and also some other stuff. And um, I also am going to try to learn how to skateboard. My brother-in-law left his longboard here. I mean, it's a long-ass skateboard. I don't know if it's called a longboard. I don't know the nomenclature for boarding. And I don't think it's called boarding. <laughs> but uh, I've never learned how to skateboard. I've never had the confidence to do it. I think I did it once as a kid and fell and was so scared. And then one time I heard about an adult woman like being on a skateboard and she was just, you know, like fucking around and never been on one. And she died from a brain injury. So I'm going to wear a helmet and I'm just going to go out and try it today because um, it just looks so fun. Every time I see someone skateboarding, I'm like, I want to. That is who I want to be. So. New hobby alert. Okay, let's get to your questions. Thank you so much for submitting all these. I'm going to try to do rapid fire. But you know me, and that probably won't happen. Who would you include in a dream lineup? Who would you include in a dream lineup be for a comedy tour? Okay, I think we know what Kyle White 92 meant. Okay. Um, My dream lineup in a comedy tour. Okay, based on people I want to hang out with or people I want to see do comedy. Um, and including myself. Um, I would like to perform with friends. So I think like Natasha Legero, Little Esther, Rachel Feinstein, um, Schumer, uh, Lizzie Cooperman. I mean, but like, you can't have a tour with this many people. So if I like had to choose a tour now, it would be the tour I'm about to go on. Andrew Collin, Ari Finling, Two of my favorite people, because Ari, Andrew and I, you know our dynamic. I give him so much shit. You think I give Andrew shit? Ari gives Andrew so much more shit. And so it kind of takes, it makes, it lessens my shit giving and um, we get, everyone gets along better. And then also my dad is coming. Um, And on on the first show also, Emil Joachim is going to be there, who's one of my favorite people. So that is kind of like my ideal tour. But um, yeah, if I could throw those other women that I mentioned into it, I would. Um, It just doesn't work out that way especially when you're doing four random gigs on the east coast and uh you can't pay um some comics with that kind of tv credits like the people i'm bringing on the road with me they're making money but i can't give them i wouldn't be able to afford a rachel feinstein you know what i'm saying um yeah rosebud baker do you guys know rosebud you've got to follow rosebud baker she's so fucking funny um Karen Feehan, hilarious. I just want to be around really funny, fun people that make me feel safe and I have a good time with. Chris Stefano, Kyle Dunnigan, 
David Spade. I mean, I hung out with them the other night, so they're fresh on my mind. But, you know, all those people. Okay. Continuing on. How are you single? Would you ever date a 21-year-old? I am single because I have intimacy issues and because I've really only been open to dating probably a handful of guys and um, most of that handful were not available and maybe that's why I was down to date them. Who knows? And would I ever... And um, also, I'm really busy. I don't go on a lot of dates and I didn't have a boyfriend until I was... 24. I didn't kiss a boy until I was 18. I didn't have sex until I was 21. I just, I'm not good at relationships. I've never, I've always been someone who doesn't really like let men in. So that's probably why. And I'm working on it. Um, would you ever date a 21 year old? Mm, probably. I'm not, I'm not ruling it out, but I, I can't imagine that I would do that. And it's not because I don't think 21 year olds are, couldn't be mature enough. And great enough to date but I think I would be too insecure as an older woman and I would constantly feel old and that's something I have to work on okay what's your favorite Britney song oh, okay um it is probably lucky because I used to sing it as a young girl and I always it's weird I always wanted to be able to sing that song and actually be living the song for some reason like when that song came out when probably 98 or 99 is when I got into it I would sing it and imagine like that's what I wanted my life to be is like uh, a really famous woman who um, and I didn't want the part where she's like no one loves her but that's kind of what my life has become. Early morning she wakes up she makes some oatmeal with a scoop of protein it's time for podcasts on her parents porch. She just did Rogan yesterday. Don't read the comments. Okay, I can keep going forever, but um, yeah, Lucky is probably my favorite song. And then the second runner-up is, I was born to make you happy, um, because it's ridiculous. It's a really good song, really good dumb pop song, but it's about a woman saying she was born to make someone happy. I mean, it's insane that that song ever got made. My favorite color. I, I answer this question because it's so stupid. And um, the person put laughing emojis after it because, oh, and she put yellow heart because I think I was doing a Britney Spears impression. And if you'd follow the whole free Britney movement, one time someone commented, wear yellow in your next video if you need help. And she wore yellow, but she wears yellow all the time. So I don't really read into that. My favorite color is probably turquoise or in pink. What age did it get? And I think that's a dumb question because it does, literally doesn't tell you anything about a person unless they're like black I only wear black and then it I mean I guess I guess it does tell you something about someone I like like pink and like aquamarine but the, but then I like for cars that's not what I want I want like a black car you know like it depends on what you're talking about what age did it get easy to let go and let your mind release all of the creativity this is from Mike Swizzy the comic what age did it get easy to let go and let your mind release all the creativity? Um, I guess he's talking about like the fact that I just don't seem to have much of a filter. And I think that happened around on stage for me that happened around the age of like 31, 2, 3, maybe 30. I had the show not safe by then. And I think by then I was like, yeah, this is just who you are. Um, yeah, I think that was it. It wasn't immediate. It took a really long time. For a while I was really trying to be someone else I was trying to be a comic that 
I was I was just trying to be Sarah Silverman or I mean, I was trying to be her for a really long time. And then for a while, I don't even know who I was trying to be. But it, I, did, I didn't know who my, I was. I still don't know who I am. I'm just, but yeah, in terms of just letting it go. And I really honestly think I need to get back to being more regimented and trying to write like joke jokes because I am really good at joke jokes. And I think I've gotten kind of lazy with it and just been like, oh, I can just get up there and just say whatever I want and just speak my truth. And, and, and that seems to work. But I do miss the art of joke writing, which tends to happen for me anyway. But if I focus a little bit more, it can be even more uh, well honed. So good question. Linstagram27 asks, why did you transfer cult? Sorry. <laughs> why did you transfer colleges from Colorado to KU? And what did you study there? I transferred because I had a raging eating disorder my freshman year of Colorado, and I was very depressed. And I missed my family, and I missed my friends, even though um, my best friend I met my freshman year, and she's still one of my best friends um, at Boulder. I abandoned her. I decided... Um, in I decided I guess in March of my freshman year to go, not continue at Colorado and that was I kind of regret that decision because I really loved Boulder and I felt like everything that I remember learning in college and actually enjoying like the classes I enjoyed and where I was like wow I wouldn't have known that had I not been in that class and it stayed with me forever all of them happened my freshman year then I transferred to KU because my spring break of my freshman year at Colorado I went to visit my friends at KU to go see their freshman experience. And that was the weekend that KU got into the Final Four in the year 2003, spring of 2003. And it was just the biggest party weekend. Everyone was in the best mood. The town lit up. And I was like, this is amazing. This is what KU was like. Like, it was just out of control fun. And I decided to transfer based on that experience, and it was never that good again. Favorite Dave Matthews band album slash song from Kevin Blaze. Um, my favorite album is probably Before These Crowded Streets or Live at Red Rocks or, nope, Live at Luther College with Tim Reynolds. But studio album Before These Crowded Streets. Um, my favorite song is probably Crush or Say Goodbye. And have I ever met Dave? Yes, I have. And it's, uh, I met him at Sirius some of you probably heard the story. I was, um, my people at Sirius uh, surprised me with it. He was coming into studio and I like found out, I think the day before, the day of, that I was going to meet Dave Matthews. So I came back at like, I did my show until noon and then I came back at like five to meet him and we got to go to this like listening party where he was debuting the new album and we were just going to listen to it in a room with him, get to meet him, take a picture and then listen to his album with him. Like, we press play, and then you just watch him listen. And I was very excited, and I was just sitting in this room, like, not alone, but in my mind alone. I was probably with, like, 15 people in a room um, with Dave Matthews, and he was being really funny and charming. And at one point, I was just, like, so excited. I couldn't believe it. And um, at one point, I just got a little too excited, and he was like, so we only have time for one more song. You guys want to do a, you want to do something, you know, like a, smooth and, and uh, or no he was like do you want to do something gritty and real or do you want to do something a little bit uh, funky and I was like funky like I said it too loud like I was too excited about funky I don't know I didn't even care I just like wanted to like answer him and it was so he literally ignored it 
And Baba Bowie, who was there from Howard Stern, had to put his hand on my shoulder to be like, calm down. Like from behind. I was sitting in front of him and he like put his hand on my shoulder like, take it easy. So that was when I met Dave. What part of your private life do you keep private? Well, wouldn't you like to know? I keep a lot private. Hmm. <laughs> do I? Honestly, I just said that and I don't even believe it. Um, on here, not much. Um, but I do keep things private um, to protect other people in my life. So, you know, I don't tell you guys everything about every, you know, interaction I have with men. Um, I give you the broad strokes. I don't tell you about my family dynamics, all of the um, ins and outs. I don't talk really about I'm trying to talk about my I don't know. There's there's nothing that I'm like hiding, but like I don't really talk about my sister because she's a teacher and I would rather not. And she has kids. Um yeah, and then I can think of some other things that I really don't talk about. And I can't even tell you that I don't talk about them because they're so private. Okay. When did you become a Wilco fan? What album or song did you connect with first? I became a Wilco fan when my parents got into Wilco in like 2007. And I really was like not wanting to get into them because like you don't want to be into what music your parents are into, even though my parents have great taste in music and great taste in comedy. And they've gotten me into like so many awesome like art. So much awesome. They got me into so many awesome art. <sighs> Come on, Nikki. Aren't you trying to resonate with people? Um and uh, but I for whatever reason they were so into Wilco and they were like this song heavy metal drummer I fell in love with drummer I fell in love with drummer my dad was always playing it like on guitar and my sister got into it and then she was going to concerts with them and they were all and I was just like not wanting to be into it no this was 2006 because I remember it was my senior year of college who gives a shit I just for whatever reason my dad gave me the CD um, I think a ghost is born. And I heard, um, I am an American aquarium drinker, assassin down the avenue. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And, uh, and then that's, that sealed the deal for me. And my favorite Wilco song is She's a Jar, because it's like so depressing. And the last lyric is so creepy and just the song doesn't really end satisfyingly. And it's just... I don't know. I just and and Jeff Tweedy is like someone who really is good at expressing depression, and um, and so I love him. When will we see you on Hot Ones with Sean Evans? Is the next question from Stefan W. When will we see you on Hot Ones? Which that's the show where people eat hot wings. Now let me tell you my story for this. I got asked to do that show in 2016 because I was promoting Not Safe with Nikki Glaser, and I didn't do it because I had an eating disorder at the time in which I would not eat all day, and then I would kind of binge at night. And that show required you to eat, and I didn't want to. So I missed out on being one of, on one of the greatest shows, one of the most popular shows, the greatest shows to do. I don't know if it's one of the greatest shows. I don't put it up there with Veep and, like, The Wire. But, you know, it's, like, a huge show that I passed up on because I didn't want to eat. And um, And that's just an example of when your mental illness can like really hold you back from experiencing a really cool, awesome, amazing things. And I, I think I argued that like, oh, I'm vegan. And they were like, we'll make you vegan wings. And I was like, what the fuck? How do I get out of this? I think I just lied and said I was like sick that day or something. But it really boiled down to the fact that I just didn't want to eat um, anything that day. 
because I think I had binged the night before because I'd starving the day before. Like I used to just starve all day and then binge at night. And then the next day, if I had to like eat a meal with someone because we had like a, a lunch date, I would just hate myself because I'm like, you don't deserve to eat. You ate too much last night. And I wouldn't really even be hungry because I ate so much. And so um, that's why I always eat breakfast now and I always eat lunch and I never skip meals because otherwise I get into that habit where I binge and then I, the next day I feel so bad I have to starve again and then you just start this vicious cycle. So if you relate to that at all, which I bet so many of you do, it's really hard to do, but just start eating breakfast. Just start, I swear to God, it's not going to make you fat. I know you're like, no, if I eat breakfast, I'll just keep, I'll just still eat as much at night. I know it. Maybe you will the first couple nights, but I promise you it will balance out and then you, you'll you be able to control your eating at night because I used to be you not that long ago. And I, I if I was able to do it, someone who never ate breakfast for like 15 years of my life, I've eaten breakfast every single day, a big breakfast too for me. Not just a bowl of oatmeal. I eat a lot more than that. I'm not going to go into specifics, but I eat a full breakfast and a full lunch every day and it's hard to do as someone who loves you know intermittent fasting which by the way someone asked is intermittent fasting um another uh, is is just adult anorexia which is what I've been saying this whole time yes it is so maybe intermittent fasting works for you but I think it's stupid um what is your advice for someone looking to get into comedy right now oh boy um, find whatever it is that you think is funny. What what makes you laugh the most? And just try to do that in your way. You know? Like if you're, or whatever you're good at. Whatever people tend to say, that's so funny. When you get told you should be a comedian, which you shouldn't be a comedian unless people tell you you should be a comedian. Unless people, like, maybe you don't have friends telling you. Or maybe you're just a good writer and you're shy and so no one's going to tell you. But just you know, look for the times you make people laugh. Start noticing those times, writing those times down, writing those thoughts down. Don't think you'll remember them later. Write it, literally just stop in mid-conversation and be like, oh, I quickly have to, I have to just write something down I just remembered for later. You don't need to tell, tell them I'm writing down a joke. And then turn that into something later. And because there's not that many shows right now and open mics, I would just um, start a YouTube channel, start a TikTok, start fucking... Instagram, whatever you can to get it out there, even if no one is watching, start a podcast. Even if no one's listening, just start a podcast. Talk to yourself like I'm doing. It doesn't matter that you guys are listening. I get to talk to myself and this is, I'm not, I'm getting, I'm performing right now. And if you do it enough, you get better. So that's what I would suggest. I got to go. We're 20 minutes in. One more question. What advice would you give? Okay, this is good. What advice would you have for someone going through dark, depressing, lonely times? And this is from Your Mad Stay Mad, LMAO. Okay. Um, well, here's what I'm going to do. Because I am these things right now, right? Like, you guys have been in it with me. You know where I'm coming from. I decided last night I'm not fucking around anymore. And I am going to practice what I preach. And I just bought the book, or I've already had it, but I just started rereading the book Feeling Good by David Burns. Now, if you don't know about David Burns, go watch the TED Talk um, by David Burns about depression and anxiety and l- so many other things. Even eating disorders, this kind of book helps. This is all CBT. This is cognitive behavioral therapy. And he's the one that kind of popularized CBT, which has uh, been hugely successful in treating depression, as successful, if not more, than meds, which I am also going to do. But if you read his book, watch his TED Talk, and then I swear to God you'll be convinced, then get his book, Feeling Good. I just ordered the workbook, 
and I follow CBT, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, on Reddit, and so I read a lot about it because I just know that I, I've given people advice to get that book before because I know that it works, and I've just been scared to do it because I'm like, oh, you won't do the full thing; you'll fail somewhere along the line, or it's not going to work for you, but it works for other people. It's just not true. I really do think it could work for me. I'm tired of just like waiting for something to click. I don't want to wait on meds to work. I mean, I'm going to do all of those things, but there's something I can do right now, which is read this book that would really, really help. And if you read the book, the first chapter is all about how it works and why it works and what the evidence is that it works. So do it with me. Um, go do yourself a favor. CBT, Cognitive Behavioral Therapy. Um, David Burns, look up the TED Talk, and the book is called Feeling Good. And this book has been out for years and years. I think he did an updated version, which is the one I have downloaded that I read on my phone. But he's coming out with a new book called Feeling Great, which is the updated, updated version. And I'm so excited about it. I just pre-ordered it on Amazon last night. And I'm doing it. I'm going to read the book and I'm going to do the, the exercises. And I'm going to change the way I think. Because the way you feel is based on your thoughts. Feelings proceed thoughts. Thoughts do not Thoughts do not come from feelings. You don't think, oh, I want to kill myself because you're sad. When you think I want to kill myself, you get sad. So it's about looking at your thoughts, which is very, med it's meditation based. I would also, I would also recommend meditating. First and foremost, I would recommend um, practicing meditation, which I recommend if you haven't heard it before, the waking up app. My mom just downloaded it the other day. She got a free subscription. She wrote into them and said she couldn't afford it, which she can't. because She doesn't have a job right now. You write support at wakingup.com, I think is the the um, email. But it's if you go to the app store, it is in the, the paragraph about the app, Waking Up. If you write them, they'll give it to you for free for a year. And it, right away, too. They write you right back. You get a code. There's a 28-day course. It used to be a 50-day course. I think it's a 28-day course. You just do a meditation every day. And then after you're done with the course, they give you a new meditation every day. There's also tons of lessons, one in which there's one called Working with Pain, that has been so helpful for any time I'm in pain to listen to. So anyway, Waking Up and the book Feeling Good, I'm going to talk about it extensively on the show because I'm going to be doing it. And I guarantee you it's going to change my life. I don't know why I've been sleeping on this for so long. And, um, and so that's what I would recommend you do because I'm going to do it too. So have a great weekend. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you to all the new listeners from Joe Rogan. Thank you for all your DMs about the Joe Rogan experience. Um, yeah, and let's all have a really good weekend. All right? Squirt, squirt. Uh, uh, jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.